0: Works really
1: well. bum, bum. Don't get me wrong, I love Jack Black. Adrian Brody is great. Naomi Watts is delightful, my friends. But I didn't come here to see any of them. Get to the fucking monkey!
0: Get to the fucking monkey! Get to the fucking monkey!
2: ready to go? Yep. Cool. All right. So,
3: fuck yes. Welcome back to the Hype with me. Your host, as always, Brian Dressel. With me, as always, is Jonathan Hardesty.
2: Ready and raring to go. Oh, my God. You need to start <laughs> perking up for these things. Ryan James. That was, that was a joke. And Chewy Darso. Uh,
0: hello. <laughs> Ryan or John, please don't perk up too much. You're right in front of me.
2: No. All of the perks. Hold on. <laughs> I'll perk up as much as I want. <laughs> mm. Nice and slow.
1: Special yeah, guest it today is, is Sam Garrison. Hi, Sam. Hi.
2: Sam, you were the first
3: person I thought of when I scheduled this battle. I'm like, oh, we're doing a kaiju battle. I need to invite Sam.
1: You've told me, I think I knew about this one three months in advance. Yeah, you knew about this one nice and (laughs) early. I'm like, no, I'm doing the kaiju battle. I'm (laughs)
3: pretty sure I scheduled it and then I saw you the next day. I'm like, oh, I have one for you. (laughs) This will be a good one. Uh, Okay, so let's do a uh, where have you been doing? Sam, do you want to go first?
1: Sure. Uh, I saw Logan on Wednesday.
3: No, really?
1: Yeah, I won ticket. I won tickets <laughs> to a special <laughs> pre screening with James Mangold. Ooh. So it was it was really good though. I I, re- I I think I'm one of the few people that really really liked the the Wolverine, the one in on, Japan.
3: Uh, uh, our podcast was very favorable on it. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: I like. I know that there's issues with the third act, whatever. Sure. But oh, I yeah. just yeah, it's the worst part of the film. <laughs> but I think in general, like, it's a really lovely movie. I love Wolverine. Yeah. I love what Hugh Jackman's done with the character, and I thought this was just like. It just blew my mind. I, I cried a lot. I cried a lot.
3: <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of tearful moments. I
0: had it. about three or four like trembling lip moments, but I only really <laughs> cried once. <laughs>
3: One it, star. <laughs> it, it did not get no, a tear I, out of me, which no? I was expecting uh, it to, and it didn't.
0: I, I full he's cried, but
3: yeah. I
1: just I was just also like just a very dark, heavy film. So, I but yeah. I
0: enjoyed it a lot.
3: Yeah, uh, Cherry. What about you?
0: Uh, well, we also did see Logan. So she just talked about <laughs> that, yeah. so. so
3: you can keep talking about it if you want, or you can. Uh, else. Last
0: weekend we saw, we didn't seek it out. Uh
4: <laughs> What's that movie about?
0: <laughs> Things, but we did see uh, a cure for wellness. Yeah, uh, and I enjoyed it. I thought it was about uh, what I was expecting. Actually, it was a little less gritty than what I was expecting from the advertising campaign. The advertising campaign had full like gothic uh european horse th- feelings to me that i was really excited for and we got a little bit of that not completely it got a little i liked how campy it ended up i know you didn't completely get into the campness. well it seems band. like
2: that's kind of what gorbinski's style was before and yeah.
0: kind of went
3: back yeah. to it no it totally makes sense it's just it wasn't that i didn't like the campiness it's that the movie has such a like logical progression the whole way through like uh-huh and then the last act it like skips steps so if it's like getting crazier, 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 instead of crazier, craziest, it just goes from crazier to craziest, and it doesn't...
2: It's like that one-off battle at a party that jump. just gets too far. Al- I yeah. don't think
0: they could, though, because it was already a long movie for it the type of film movie. it was. A lot of people got turned off and didn't go because it's over two hours. Yeah, it's what, 2.40, uh, I think. It's a long uh, movie. It's a long movie. <sighs> I don't want to spend that much time with Gore Verbinski. <laughs> <laughs> but there was only... A- I never had a moment where I wanted to check my phone. Uh, like I was pretty on board the whole yep. time. Uh, It did feel long, but not in a negative sense for me. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything because so many people didn't see it that I don't want to talk about too many details. But it's essentially if you are willing to sit through a long plotting movie that ends up with a crazy mad scientist, go to it. Yeah. See, if it's still in theaters, it might not even be at this yeah. point.
3: Yeah. I mean, we saw and it had already been cut down to like three yeah. show times. So that was a week after it came out. It has so. a lot really
0: of great that, payoffs. That yeah. that,
2: that runtime is really a huge turnoff for
0: yeah.
2: people who just don't so have time. For we'll
3: things. see how it does with the Fate and the Furious because that's about three hours long. Uh. <laughs>
1: yeah, but that's three hours with my family. Right. <laughs> 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 I love yeah. three-hour action movie
4: is more digestible. But I like, I'm so it, into it. But yeah. Yeah. I would I'll spend I'd spend
1: twelve hours with Vin Diesel. You guys, you don't even know. <laughs> I would
4: too, but only the only thing he says is "I am Groot."
0: Aww. No, I'm, <laughs> I I'm here let him for say Dom. things from
4: Iron Giant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, oh my
0: cars. gosh! What if the, in the Fast and Furious movies they got him a bobblehead Groot to put on the dash of his car? <laughs> <sighs> that would be great. amazing. That's that's <gasps> the next movie. It's <gasps> definitely I, happened. In I want before. Xander I Cage to before. cross into the fast
1: universe oh, that so that he has to face off against himself <laughs> in a fur coat.
3: But he has clauses in both movies where he can't lose fights. So what do you do?
1: I know! <laughs> I know!
0: I
2: know! Oh, wait, hold on. It's like <laughs> I'm here for it. It's like putting buttered bread they on the back of a moment. cat and dropping mm-hmm. them. How does he land? <laughs> it it just doesn't will be like happen. that
0: lightsaber moment in episode three when Obi-Wan and Anakin are fighting and their lightsaber just go womp, womp, womp at each other yeah. and they never <laughs> actually hit each other. Yes,
3: that that will be the entirety of that movie. <laughs> yeah. It uh. would just
0: end in a hug. <laughs>
1: a big hug of You're a You're a good looking man. A big hug with like, so like, a little bit of necking.
2: <laughs> oh no, see the two, the two uh, Vin Diesels meet and everyone's like, uh oh. They've just combined forces, and they
3: just start playing Patty Cake. Mecha
2: yeah. why,
0: why <laughs> Diesel. Mecha Diesel. Yeah. Uh, why why right, they have we, to bring? No, they have to bring in see, Crank. We need, really guys, this, guys, we need to stop wait, this. We need to stop Really fast. Why haven't they made a 3D movie with Vin Diesel where it just feels like you're getting splattered with a sweat the whole time?
3: Because gross.
0: Because I'm the only person that would see. it.
3: <laughs> 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 no, I would why? be here with you. Okay, you need. No. If you're gonna do that, you need to do 4D and actually have people like with water misters. It's. <laughs>
2: You get you get the minimum wage theater staff yeah. with little water bottles on mist. You get the it. one guy who forgot to turn it, so it's like yeah. a squirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: okay, so that is the logical ending point of that bit. Um, okay, so I'll go really, really fast, because I only have... Uh, oh,
0: yeah, my thing turned into
3: it. Yeah, it really did. Um, <laughs> so I've been watching uh, season 12 of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and I recently watched The Gang Goes to the Water Park, and it is one of the funniest episodes I've had in years. And that's all I'm going to say. John, you?
2: Uh, I've been playing a lot of Horizon Zero Dawn on my new PS4. Mm-hmm. And I've been also streaming it just for record. Because <laughs> eh, I want to see where, where I suck later, but <laughs> I also want to like share the experience. There's been a few people I've chatted with, and they're like, oh, this is so cool. And I've convinced people to actually buy the game, weirdly enough. Um, Never it's,
3: even attempted to convince me to buy it. Thanks a lot, John. See where I, <laughs> uh, uh, mm. see where I stack up on that yep. list of priorities.
2: Mm. Yep, yep, yep. That's fine. but it's really fun and (laughs) it's it's i mean it's there's a lot of these things that you've played before in games like open world you know riding like there's mounts and things like that and like stealth it's it's, there's a lot of games that you're you recognize but they're they're pared down and this is guerrilla games first foray into this sort of thing going from kill zone to this and it's really well done and i just you know discovered that this game had photo mode and i've I've, I've ignored it in all games up to this point i decided to try it out and Man, that thing is specific. You can have focal length changes, depth, mm-hmm. I feel like it's the it's the whole gamut. You yeah. can take the characters you can take the character out of the picture and put them back in. Yeah. And this is
3: everything people discovered like four years yeah, ago yeah. when they started no, this. I am after the hype on this feature. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and it was really fun.
4: Ryan, what about you? Where have you been doing? I got to play the Nintendo Switch. Ooh. Whoa. Yeah.
0: You hanged out with Ben. I did hang (laughs) out with
4: with friend of the show, Ben Cam. He let me play his Nintendo Switch. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, he got uh, Breath of the Wild, which is just... Phenomenal! If located. you buy a Switch right
3: now and you don't buy Breath of the Wild, you just wasted three hundred dollars. What's a Nintendo Switch? It's the new Nintendo system. Oh no! System.
1: Is it like handheld or console? Yes. It is both. both. That's why it's <laughs> called Switch. Oh. Yeah. So basically, you can
2: play it on your TV, and if you want to go somewhere, you take the game with you, and you keep playing the same game.
4: So they, it's kind
1: of like what they were trying to do with the Wii U, but good. Yes. Right. yes. Okay.
2: Exactly like that because yep. the.
4: The, it looks like a tablet um, or like an iPad mini size and then there's two like controller sliders that come down onto it. So you're holding it and you have controllers and it's oh. and, or then it undocks and you just connect the controllers to your thing and it's you sit at your TV. Um, or you take both controllers off and like we did you play one two switch which is their new party game <clears throat> and it starts out with like only seven games like uh, uh samurai training where you catch the swords one person swinging a sword the other person (laughs) has to clap their hands with the switch to catch it there was a table tennis one where you kind of just go by the sound and as long as you're swinging it makes sense um and then we were we got kind of bored there were only seven games and uh we realized that you have to play 10 games to unlock the the rest of the set so we like went back and forth and we were like kind of wearing out the games and then we unlocked the entire set and spent hours playing Wizard Battle. <laughs> <laughs> did you
2: do the um, the cow milking one? Not, no, we just literally did Wizard Battle the rest wait, of the night. <laughs> there's a cow milking. Yeah. There's a cow milking one where you have to sit across from each other, stare at each other, and do the milking yeah. motion with the uh, the Joy-Con
4: controller. And you make
0: eye contact yeah. the whole time. I right? would.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's the
4: point. They actually <laughs> they yeah. encourage you through the entire game to stare at each other while you're playing. Oh, play.
0: this is so overtly sexual. Because yeah. they ma- and because most of the motions are just Especially moving your hands if it's up, a up a and down. Avoid like a girl. Do yeah
2: have to like it's very (laughs) accurate to the the milking thing and you have to probably press a button
4: and then pull down let go yeah you have to
2: squeeze and pull down yep
0: yes that's exactly how you do it honey (laughs)
4: <laughs> yeah i uh i'll never play that <laughs> <laughs> wizard battle's awesome though It's just like you have a wand and you thrust at each other <laughs> with your wizard power and on the screen it shows your big beams of energy and you're like See, back and forth. Your people, people don't realize each it's each so other. good
2: people don't realize this but Nint- nintendo and and yank
0: nintendo <laughs> yeah. is
2: very like low-key naughty like <laughs> yeah
4: absolutely it's like kids cartoons where they can put it in where they uh, can be subtle about it, and they know the kids won't get it, but the, all right. the adults are looking at all their crap, being like, "What?"
2: Uh, <laughs> in, in Breath of the Wild, look for a lonely arrow girl. I think. <laughs> okay. There's a, there's a, a euphemism in there. Oh, I'm sure. Lonely arrow.
4: But in of, innuendo, I mean. Breath of the Wild is so great. It plays like an open world RPG, more like Skyrim. Your weapons break. You have to collect all sorts of stuff. You craft food. It's it's great. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. I've heard. Uh, it's arguably one of the best games Nintendo has ever released. Probably. That's a, it's a hell of a
4: review. I mean, yeah. I watched it for a half hour, but if it stayed that good, maybe.
3: Yeah, I, I'm excited to play it whenever I get a Switch, which yeah. could be you know in the next six months or now. Yeah. See so, now,
2: the we'll only see. thing I, I haven't won in the six months. To yeah. The only thing I haven't figured out is like because there's a Wii U version as well, so I haven't figured out like if there's a significant difference between the two or there if is, there isn't. There isn't. Then I'm just gonna get it for the Wii U. Just get it for the Wii U. Yeah. Because the game a a is so difference, fun, but yeah,
3: it's the game is still the same. Um. All right. Well, we should get started on our battle for the day, don't you think? It sure. feels like that time. Yes. It's about that uh, time. <laughs> <laughs> so today, in honor of, if you're going tonight, I congratulate you, but you're probably be going tomorrow with the rest of the world, uh, Kong Skull Island, which I'm very, very excited for uh, in pretty much every way, shape, and form. Uh, the early reviews that have come out make it look really awesome if you're into this sort of thing, which luckily everyone on the table is today. Mm-hmm. So today, in honor of that, we're doing our kaiju battle. uh, I am the judge today, so I didn't pick a movie, so I'm going to let the people go around the table and say what they're defending, and then we'll jump into it.
0: Godzilla 1985, The Legend is Reborn. (laughs) Sam? Pacific Rim.
4: Gamera, Guardian of the Universe. Cloverfield. Nice. Nice. You
1: uh, sound so enthusiastic about that, John. Cool. I am so this. enthusiastic I hope this the is like day. that time you had 10 things I hate about you and then I <laughs> argued your case.
3: <laughs> so, as per usual, when it's my choice to choose who goes first, like today it is, John is going first. Of course. <laughs> go, John. Go. Uh, so, John, you have five minutes to state your case. Why
2: is Cloverfield the best kaiju movie? Okay. Go. Uh, quick sum up. These kids, these 20-somethings are having a party up on the uh, rooftop and... Shit goes down, a giant monster attacks the city, and it's all kind of told through a, you know, just a little camera. And if you looked at our Instagram, you'll see the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that just. That is the one from the movie. It <laughs> is. It, we, we, we recovered it. We're the ones who found it. But it, it plays through them going through the city and the lead character trying to find his girlfriend, who is in the middle of the whole mess. And so it's a rescue mission to go get her and bring her back. They do. However, they, you know, they don't escape. And it ends up with everyone pretty much dying, which, if you know me, that's awesome. That <laughs> infinite pain that you're talking about? Very much so. What, <laughs> what I really liked about this, and I've come to appreciate more often now in movies that have like big uh, influences and references, is accessibility. So you've got a huge history of monster kaiju movies like Godzilla, and you've got the Kongs, and you've got all these kind of just this vast history That can be kind of daunting and so there's a place like i really appreciate just how this movie cloverfield makes me want to go back and check other movies i'm thinking oh i liked the fact that this monster is tearing down the city i didn't get to really see a lot of it so man i wonder what other movies are in there you know in this whole thing and you start to explore and i think that doesn't get enough attention also this movie is not very long and i also appreciate and really really like brisk pacing um, that but that gets to the point of it. Uh, oftentimes, like if with the new the newest Godzilla movie, there was a lot of times where it was like just get to Godzilla already, and like it's not bad. Like I really appreciate it, but there's kind of an element of just kind of get to what you're trying to do. Not necessarily see the monster, but get to the themes of it. Get to the kind of the action. Um, kind of what's the point of this? You kind of you kind of linger too long on. Something else, and this is just the kids are having a party. We get introduced to every character, and then the monster shows up, and it's just dealing with survival. And it does the, the movie does the um I'm drawing a blank on what the term is all of a sudden. Found the footage, camp- found footage it does the found footage thing, and it does it fairly linearly, so it it cheats a little bit, but you don't feel like the movie is cheating it too much. Whereas there are some movies with the found footage where you're like, okay, someone's going to edit this perfectly. Like some horror films, like, okay, they had to have spliced that. They have to splice this together. Where it's just like they just took the tape and played it, which I thought that had that feel, and I really appreciated that. And it gave it an energy that I think up until now wasn't really a part of these movies. These movies aren't just cut, 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 cut action. And so this kind of brought an energy to it that I don't know, it really kind of resonated with me in that way. And it was probably one of the first few like monster movies that I couldn't remember like seeing. Cause I kind of came to this thing late. Like I do, <laughs> like I do to a lot of things like photo mode, <laughs> 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 but yeah, it really kind of gave me an appreciation and kind of through the inspiration that these like Drew Goddard and uh, Matt Reeves took from the monster movies gave me just, it really kind of let me in and I c- came to appreciate these movies from that. Um, the acting I didn't <laughs> I forgot that TJ Miller was HUD. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. when I turned on the movie I'm like, that
3: guy looks so familiar. It's a very young TJ Miller. It's a
2: very young TJ Miller, yeah.
0: Don't you go start some IP companies at some point or something?
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean he came back from the dead and did that. It but uh, well. yeah. Um and I did I forgot how much time they spent in the beginning with everyone. So you kind of I kind of distinct I vaguely remember this movie just being like we get straight to the monster and the survival and we don't really get to spend time with the people. But we actually kind of do. And even though the issues that they're dealing with are all kind of like kid issues, like love and all that, you know, garbage. God,
1: love is so childish. <laughs> Ugh, so immature. Gosh. John, I can't <laughs> wait you're to really Karina's as a teenager and starts having pain. emotions.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, when she starts having emotions, I'll show her Requiem <laughs> for a drink.
0: Like, it's all pain, Same Karina. Demise, it doesn't get, get better after high school. It just gets worse.
2: Oh, I would never repeat what you're going through ever.
0: <laughs> but
2: I mean, it, it's got it grounds it a bit more than i was then i remembered it because i remembered it in a very certain way kind of how pop culture kind of remembers this as kind of like oh it's just that found footage monster movie whatever well it's like oh this is pretty exciting and even though the main character is very I don't know, misguided like he just goes he kind of follows the advice of his brother he's like go for it you know <laughs> pursue your love which is gar- you know I, I, love is garbage right but it was kind of like <laughs> You're going you're gonna to do that. You're Jandy,
0: are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> all right, there we
2: go. That's your five
3: minutes. And the, oh, no. The biggest takeaway I got from that was <laughs> love is, love is garbage. Uh, <laughs>
0: Life is pain, love is garbage. The <laughs> happily married short. father at the table. <laughs> yeah,
3: love is garbage. Uh, so the, the questions I'll have for you, and then if anyone else has anything they want to say, try to take this down, please chime in. Um, my biggest thing, though, is I think, personally, uh, any good kaiju movie is only as good as its monster, and you didn't mention the monster at all. You didn't describe them. You didn't really say what you just said that there is one. That's so
4: the the movie isn't really about the monster, which is my Uh, biggest argument against it. Okay. Oh,
0: but the movie's about avoiding the monster and how wherever they go, there it is. You see its feet a lot.
4: Yeah.
3: But that's my question is is like so what what about the monster? Do you like the monster? Is it a good design? Like what?
2: I feel like that may be the one area where I can concede that point that it's you know I mean to be fair it's it's a you know like like super I mean the monster is not exactly the point of the movie which again knock against it um but what um i didn't mention and i really appreciated, was there was that subway scene with the the the, the spawn of the monster sure and yeah it's and it was kind of they're w-
0: not the spawn they're the like the ticks which they actually took from my movie <laughs> <laughs> interesting okay <laughs> i think every movie but gamera
1: has a version of that today yeah and, and,
2: and that was a, a yeah. cool i remember being very surprised when i saw that in the theater because i was like oh okay what's the, this oh it had things on it like didn't connect because i was wrapped up in the chaos um as far as like the design goes i mean not as impressive but it also felt like a threat like all like i'm so in the movie that i'm with that camera i, I don't have time to see it i don't have time to pay attention to the monster i know it's like this big lumbering threat and there's almost like, kind of a nightmare feel to it sure which yeah. like you, don't, you you can never see the monster in your nightmares like you, you, you it's, we it's have always, very different nightmares yeah like <laughs> all there's I see there's, are there's monsters oh <laughs> <laughs> <Aww. laughs> But like the monsters have no face, like you, 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 kind of just get this, pre- like this threat. It's over, over you. I don't know. I have weird, different dreams. Apparently, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> it's it's fitting that you're wearing like a, a Cthulhu T-shirt because that's <laughs> yeah. kind of oh. oh, who's the author? I'm blanking. H- H.P. Lovecraft. Lovecraftian. It's, yeah. yeah, it's very no. like Lovecraftian, I think, yeah. in that respect, where it's more about the fact that like nature is completely turned against us. Mm. Um, but I don't know if that works for a kaiju movie where the monster mm. must be a symbol in the same way that like zombies are or something
3: yeah uh, because this one i I, my biggest complaint with this one this is probably the one i've seen the most recently on the table is that yeah the monster is second fiddle to the story and the story isn't that great like that's always been my biggest thing with it you're in it for the ride and the ride is awesome though like especially the first time you see this on and you saw this thing in theaters it's an awesome ride but when you break it down it's kind of boring and nothing really happens i mean the city falls down but you don't really care about the characters so what what would make this one better than the rest of the movies on the table like why would you recommend this one over any of the other ones because in part of your argument you said that the best thing about this movie is that it makes you want to watch other movies right. so
2: why would you go back to this one it can be that could be construed as both a knock and a plus on it because it's like it is a very well made monster movie mm-hmm. and the monster takes down buildings and it's just a different perspective and it was it's the only movie that takes the you know the Kaiju thing and makes the humans like at least watchable. Okay. Yeah. Like, you get, you know, the older ones, you're like...
1: Idris Elba and I have something to say about
0: that. <laughs> well, that's why I was laughing. Like, oh, well, Idris Elba
2: and no one else.
4: And, oh, you oh guys haven't and I have something oh. to say about
0: that. <laughs> oh, everyone in Pacific Rim is great to watch. If not great because the character, yeah. they're pretty. I was going to say, like, they're, poor Charlie Hanami's lucky. He's <laughs> anyway.
2: The guy I get confused with, Garrett Hedlund, almost in every movie
1: they're similarly useless. <laughs> 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 no, I,
2: I think your appreci- your your love of Elba is matched ma- you know matched by my hatred of head like Helen and Hannam. Like I just don't like them. On you screen. can't hate neutrality. Cloverfield. Yeah. Cloverfield yeah, That's yeah, yeah. weird. Cloverfield. <laughs> <laughs> um it's it's fun. It and and I like that the movie is so fun that it inspired like I know it's it, it feels inspired by the other movies. It right. feels like it's a a genuine entry trying to do something a little different with a love for it. And by the end of the movie, I too, you know, love th- this franchise, this genre that I didn't know. Like, I didn't realize I liked these movies until okay. I saw Cloverfield. And it kind of woke that, it, it awoken the monster. <laughs>
1: It's like pot. It's a gateway drug. Right, <laughs> 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 Gateway movie. Everybody loves pot. Right? <laughs> so, says the non-smoker. So, I mean, it may, it may seem
2: like this is the movie that I'll watch just get it out of the way and then go watch the other ones. But I keep coming back to this one. Like, it'll be on TV. I'll stop and watch it. Yeah. If, if I had the DVD, I would watch it more. I had to get rid of it because I was poor. <laughs> out of time.
3: <laughs> 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 That's... That's two episodes in a row. You've had a very good final sentence. <laughs> Last time you're humping a wall. This time, oh, because I'm poor. Uh, <laughs> I uh, and life is
2: garbage. Yeah, love is garbage. Yeah, love is garbage. Oh man, I I Just really so work at those. Knows,
0: yeah. John is one of our most dynamic and happy friends. That's true. Surprisingly,
2: I'm well adjusted. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I just keep that darkness up and up well, and
4: that's how he, he lets off the little bit of steam at a time by talking about how much love is garbage. It's <laughs> actually like the book of The Shining where you gotta yeah. let off
2: the steam just a little bit or else the that's
1: whole right. Overwatch After story. the hype that's is right. giving Karina a good childhood. Yes, yeah. Yeah. basically. Uh,
3: okay, so I'll let you pick who goes next. Who do you want to follow that? Um, Let's do uh, Gamera. Oh, I'm so ready. Okay, so <laughs> you get five minutes. You're
4: claiming you don't need them. Yeah. Uh, I'll believe it when I see it. Go. So imagine if you made uh, Ninja Turtles into a monster and made them a Power Rangers villain. Oh, fuck. That's a good <laughs> <argument>. <laughs> so, This movie, it, Gamera, uh, Guardian of the Universe, is Cheating. great. Because <laughs> claim to the judge. <laughs> it Solid actually, argument. <laughs> it actually is really good because it like is a love letter to kaiju movies that came before it, and it kind of hits all of the, the things that I love about them. It's about. Uh, I mean, we kind of get the the monster a little way in. It, it opens up with the submarine, a nuclear submarine, hitting an island and uh, and running aboard. And then uh, they find some some flying dragon monsters, and um, they they explore the island more and find these little gemstones and the statue that ends up shattering. And it's all tied into this ancient ancient mythology. And then um, there's this young girl who touches one of these stones and. Uh, and, and during one of these uh, attacks from these dragons, we find out there are three of them. Uh, Gamera pops out of the water in this great, you know, kaiju moment to, to swipe down these villains. And uh, we find out that she has become mind linked to him through touching this stone. So she, like, shares his wounds when he gets scratched in the face. A little cut appears on her face, and so on and so forth. And then uh, it kind of explores more of this mythology of Gamera. And, and we find out he's this ancient and Atlantean thing uh, built to fight these these monsters and uh, he does that with to great effect and they explore another theme I love which is like the uh, environmental and the nuclear aspects of, of Kaiju. so they discover that uh, these Gaios, which are the villains could only uh, come back in this in this current uh, state of like pollution and, and uh, nuclear environment on earth and then uh, Gamera is allowed to return to fight them. Um, we also have just some, uh, some amazing action scenes between the monsters. I mean, this is all done with uh, the suits and uh, model sets, and there's just tons of, like, throwing each other around and, like, just giant exploding little miniatures, you know, on the water. You get, like, those classic moments where uh, he, like, jumps out, of, uh, rises out of the water, and it's really reminiscent of the 95, 94 uh, Power Rangers series that's what I was just thinking Um, oh like the Green Ranger it really so many times watching a turtle like march up out of the water like from the ocean onto the land exactly like the Green Ranger's Megazord does it just hit all the right (laughs) notes in my heart do you Um, have like aimbotting installed or something (laughs) Um, I mean he he flies through space he shoots fireballs he like spins around like the blue shell in Super Mario Kart to fly (laughs) attack things (laughs) <laughs> um uh th- this series actually ends up uh being really good. This is the first of a trilogy by the same uh team, director maybe. Uh the third one actually ends up being kind of like the re- what I call the return of the Jedi of this series. <laughs> uh and it it uh, like really stands up against any modern kaiju movie, Pacific Rim, Cloverfield, the newest Godzilla, like being like really solid dark tone effects, great lighting, great acting, great uh, villains. Um, yeah, all around, this series is really, really, really good. Uh, when did it come out? 95. 95. Yeah, 95, 97, uh, and 99 were the this trilogy. Are really there states. humans
1: in this movie? What do they do? Oh,
4: yeah. So there's the girl who touches the stone question, and Sam. is uh, mind linked. <laughs> we also have uh, a reporter who is kind of unraveling the mystery of Gamora, uh, Gamera. Oh, and what I love is, like, Gamera is totally the good guy in this. He's fighting these gaios. He's created to do it, but he has no, like, regard for human nature. So he's just stomping around, killing people and stomping through cities. <clears throat> uh, so they try to fight him, too, without realizing that he's actually on their side. So their, like, military prowess, or uh, their military power is is hurting them because Gamera has to go back into hibernation. Oh, uh, and that allows for one of my favorite things, which is the, the last Gaios uh, mutates at the end of the movie and becomes like a super Gaios after consuming some radiation. And then he uh, flies to Tokyo and knocks over a giant radio tower and uh, roosts on it. And in one of the most epic scenes I've ever seen, the little girl who is mind leaked with Gamera just comes out into the, they like bring her into the office. They're like, she has something to tell you. She's like, he's here. And then Gamera like comes, it just rumbles out of the sea. He travels underground to the this radio tower and bursts up and destroys the thing's nests and all its eggs are everywhere. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you could top that. That's like the climax of the movie. <laughs> well,
3: you're you're uh uh uh, uh and then, out of time. Uh, she's like
4: uh Gamera will return again and he marches off into the ocean <laughs> to come back in 2 years.
3: Whew, okay, so, man, there's a lot to unpack in that. Um, I appreciate the Power Rangers and Turtle element. That's, oof, that is a tough one to beat I on I the table. Of, to be honest, turtles I are the not uh, your friends. <laughs> turtles are my friends. They're the Ninja Turtles. The Power um, Rangers
4: uh, was really close. I mean, they were just both made in the same time period, so the effects yeah. and the shooting and the, the style are nearly identical. Um, all right, so Sam kind of hit the nail on the head,
3: though. So you kind of explain what the humans are. Are the humans the same throughout all three of the movies? Not that it really matters if you only defended the first one. but They actually are,
4: yeah. Okay. Uh, I think the reporter stays, and I know the girl who is mind-linked to Gamera stays. Um, how invested would you say you get
3: in the human story? Like, does it matter at all?
4: It does. Um, I like that better. I did watch uh, uh, 1985 Godzilla, um, and it seemed to be super, like, militaristic, just like the newest Godzilla is, like Charlie Day. His interaction with the military is the only thing that matters. So I love that this is about like... a just rep- mix a bunch of movies. Yeah. <laughs> a reporter that uh, um, is like trying to figure out what's going on. Like that's a kind of a cool into the world. And then this girl who is like somehow linked with him and she... Uh, when he goes into hibernating after getting attacked by the mutated gaios, she has to like be in a coma for a few days while she regenerates. You know, and it's just like... Her story with her parents and them trying to figure it all out is really cool too. and she's invested in the heart of Gamera. and something that I love about him from the first time he appeared in 1965 is he uh, he really wants to protect humans and he always like latches on to a child uh, and the first one is a small boy that he kind of like comes and saves uh, picks up and it like, saves his life, you know so he's always like the guardian of the children or the guardian of the universe, whatever
2: guardian oh, like of the galaxy. Power, right? <laughs> yeah, he, he loves little boys. Sounds yeah. like Whoa. a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back,
4: Chewie. I come back in on, uh,
1: he loves little boys. Well, Giant turtle pervert. Um,
4: I mean, it's not, the story isn't a necessarily <laughs> 100% about the humans. It's about the plight against the the villain, whoever it ends up being in any of the three movies. Um, but they are definitely more of an element than if you're just watching, like, some gung-ho soldier trying to fight this thing. Right. Uh,
1: what do the villains want? Like, what's their deal?
4: Yeah, like, that's like, the motivation of the movie,
3: I, I think, has been the most unclear thing. Like, I, I'm I'm all for watching everything you just said happen. That sounds awesome. <laughs> but why?
4: Well, because the humans have to learn their lesson. Sure. Yeah. They, they sometimes we do not control, control yep. everything. Natural disasters happen, and it's because we're polluting the environment. Um, I mean, yeah, there's not like some struggle they have to overcome. Of course, the reporter is trying to stop the military from fighting Gamera. They're like, no, he's the good guy. You can't shoot him. You got to get these. And the, their military is fighting both of them okay. equally, which is... <laughs> they just I, can't aim. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's
4: what it sounds like. Uh, but the the plot of the movie is these giant uh, creatures come back from the bottom of the ocean and attack, start attacking Japan. And this other creature comes up and has to fight them. That's that's the premise. I of mean, the that's movie. pretty classic. Yeah, Kaiju, sure, yeah. sure. Um, what else did I have?
3: So, shit, man, you, you really you, you covered a lot of it. It's tough for me to come up with a lot of questions in yeah. this. What do you guys have to say? Why is uh, why are your movies better than his?
0: Not turtles. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My god, mine is Godzilla, king of all monsters.
4: Yeah, but mine came out 10 years later and did it better. Mm. Uh, Yours was using... Oh, shit. But, like, to be fair, yours
1: is using, like, really dated themes. Like, again, like, kaiju movies historically are all about, like, what they're trying to say. And this is using the same themes that the 1965 movie did, and it doesn't update them at all in the way that, say, like, Pacific Rim does. And I think that's (laughs) where, like or Godzilla. I Godzilla agree with
4: that. and that's why I like opened with it's movies, a love Godzilla letter Godzilla to yeah.
0: Plays on the fears <coughs> of society in different iterations every so many years.
4: Well, certainly this was too like the they shoot at anything that uh, they fear, you know, and you can't do that cuz you just they, uh, you know, put Gamera back into hibernation well, until well, you Well, watch how the uh, watch
2: how the other movies to reflect the time. Like I didn't realize this was with Cloverfield, but that building, the skyscraper scene was two skyscrapers, you know, stacked against each other. Like, there's, like, this genuine fear that fits the country. For sure. And that feels more kaiju in it.
1: And, like, the friendly fire with the military. And, like, whereas yours, like, everything you just described is, like, Japan's state of mind post-World War II into the Cold War. Like, there's no updating. And, like... In the, 90s. in the 90s yeah right. this is the 90s you know like they were dealing with different issues and like there's still always that like limited resource thing but like the nuclear thing is just not as much of an issue i mean maybe now post fukushima but that <laughs> yeah, was in that time. like nice little nugget where they weren't worried about nuclear shit i you mean know? it was
4: more about pollution they hit the the whole pollution acid rain like that kind of stuff home more than they did the nuclear aspect of it which i didn't really sell properly <laughs> <laughs> you're right to call me on on that is gamera
0: yeah. captain planet no, Gamera
4: has nothing to do with it. It's no. the humans that figure right, out that it. it's the pollution. <laughs> but my favorite line from the Gamera series <clears throat> in the third one is, what I want to know is why all these monsters keep attacking Japan and how do we put a stop to it? <laughs> that's my impression of the
3: English dubbing. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah.
4: The, uh, the subtitles are way better.
3: Uh, Ryan, who would you like to follow that?
4: Let's keep going, Sam. All right.
3: Pacific Rim. Oh, the
0: best for last. All right.
3: <laughs> According to you,
0: <laughs> I watched
1: a dumb version, so it's cheesy as hell. Oh. <laughs> yes, I mean, I'll talk about it. <laughs> we'll, we'll
3: get there. All right, so Sam, you got five minutes to state your case why Pacific Rim is the best one on the table today.
1: Go. Okay, so like I was talking about earlier, kaiju movies historically are about um first like Japan's limited resources, being an island, going into World War II, and then post World War II, they're all about. Um, Like the effects of nuclear fallout and like what a nuclear world means for a small island and Pacific Rim takes that idea, but then also updates it for the modern world by focusing on globalism and us needing to come together to stop um, environmental disaster. (coughs) And the story, you've all seen it, but for the listeners, the story <laughs> <laughs> the story is that um, a portal opens from under the ocean, monsters start coming through, and the world drops its differences and manages to put together this Jaeger program. So they have these giant robots that are designed to fight off the kaiju, which keep getting progressively bigger and coming with more and more frequency. Um, When the Jaegers start working, everyone just starts building walls, which is ultimately useless. Like we're coming to that realization now. Walls, (laughs) shutting ourselves in does no good. It doesn't solve any problems. Yeah. So... They uh, stacker Pentecost, played by Idris Elba, decides to resurrect some old Jaegers and cancel the motherfucking apocalypse, (laughs) Uh, which he does with the help of like a ragtag (laughs) band of leftover Jaeger pilots, some Americans playing Australians, a bulldog. Two Russians, three Japanese dudes, and um, his adorable adopted uh, Japanese daughter, who's grown now that he saved from a previous kaiju attack, and Charlie Hunnam, who's trying really hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, Charlie! It's, it's really cute to watch him try. So anyway, they all team up, and I think it's it's Jimmy Smith's helping him right on the control deck.
3: No, it's not Jimmy Smith. J-
1: J- J- that fucking guy. Anyway. He's been with... Whatever. This fucking guy's helping him. (laughs) Ron Perlman is a black market kaiju dealer. And he's got brains, which Charlie Charlie Day from It's Always Sunny, he's playing a Dr not Geisler, that's the German one. Anyway, Charlie Day is playing this adorable scientist who really loves kaiju, and he manages to use the technology that they use in the Jaegers to connect the two pilots' brains to commune with the kaiju, and he learns that they're actually trying to take over and colonize the planet, so the monsters have really clear motivation, the people have really clear motivation, and it's all playing into, like, really, it's it's an homage to old kaiju films, like, I'm naming elements that are in all of your films. There's, there's little ticks that they harvest, there's, uh, portal like a portal coming up from below there's a lot that's borrowed from all the Godzilla movies but Mm -hmm. especially 85 but it does it it remixes them in a way that really is saying something about um, current society and what I really love about Pacific Rim is um, kaiju came first but then Japan they were primarily a thing of like the 60s right and then in the 70s and 80s Japan moved on to giant robots which take the fear that we had and morphs it into something super positive for humanity like giant robots following kaiju is such an important step in our cultural evolution by first being afraid of the science and then harnessing it and using it for good and Pacific Rim Pacific Rim is so pro science and it's so pro like coming together and finding solutions and not just succumbing to nature but learning to work with it. Uh, it, it doesn't treat nature as an enemy it's trying to understand what the kaiju want and it's trying to figure out a way to stop them so that the world can um, be better and it's not without consequences like people, like Idris Elba's character is still suffering from nuclear sickness but it's it's the best we're trying to do the best we can as humanity after we've kind of like screwed up and it's it's a story of redemption for all of humanity which is so cool um, and the characters are actually pretty, like, Makamori has such a great storyline as, like, Idris was kind of adopted daughter and the trauma she experienced. I think the, the way that the pilots have to connect in the Jaegers provides a really human element because they're all up in each other's heads. So you feel pain when you lose someone, like, genuine loss. And, and it sticks, like, Charlie Hunnam, like, if he were a better actor, this would have played better. But I think the pain that he's supposed <laughs> <Poor Charlie. laughs> to, the pain that he carries experiencing his brother's loss in his head like really plays throughout the movie and really is a genuine motivation for his character. And it's baked enough into the script that you still feel that. So, yeah. And I like too that they show like snippets of humanity and how the world has responded to Kaiju with like the Kaiju cults and the black market. And so you get a feel for like what life is like in a war zone. And that's, I don't know how much time do I have left?
3: You have 30 seconds.
1: Okay. I'm I'll forfeit those. Okay. That's
3: fine. Um, okay. So the things that you didn't hit now, uh, I saw this movie, I think, three times in theaters. I'm clearly a big fan of it. <laughs> um, but there are complaints that you gracefully avoided um, that I will bring up. Uh, so the, the major thing that I've heard from people around the world, uh, if you will, uh, people don't like the time frame of it. They say that it's too recent for this technology to exist. What say you?
1: I think it seems about right. I mean, they cover their asses. I think... What did I just watch recently that took place in the near future?
3: Terminator uh, Genesis.
1: No, Logan. And Logan had like so like Logan. Uh, no, I didn't watch Terminator. Yeah. Logan, <laughs> Logan <had laughs> no, like Logan had really good future tech. And yeah. I think like I, I think the Drift is obviously it's it's more fantasy than sci-fi sure. for sure. Yep. And I think if we're willing to accept that, like building a giant walking tank, totally conceivable. Yeah, it just, they wouldn't want to
3: pour the resources into it these days, I guess. Yeah, but if you had the,
1: if you had global resources and the threat that was imminent, hell yeah. Okay.
3: Um, What do you say about the way too late reveal of the super sword?
1: That's just kaiju. (laughs) Like, Like, honestly, like the whole, the whole thing of like fighting kaiju with like, you have to buy into the premise early on because they're not, like, a terribly efficient way to fight these
3: monsters.
1: (laughs) So, like, if you're willing to buy into that and if you're, like I said, this is paying homage to, like, a really classic genre that's, again, more about themes than it is about, like to the hard science so i think like if you're just there for it and if you're like i mean i'm a huge voltron fan right so if you're just here for the blazing sword reveal because like volte always waited until the third act even though he could kill a roby straight up in the first oh yeah like that to me was just like such a that for me was the moment that took my breath away because, yeah. like, the, um, as a fan of like giant robot films, I was just like, "Holy shit!" You know, See, but was, it still works as a kaiju film too. You know, because I, they're just like going for it. Yeah, I was thinking
4: I, I about think you that. Hit it, though. I was like, thinking, it, a, this is
2: a robot movie. Uh, yeah, to me. Yeah, I, I was thinking about that same argument. And didn't the kaiju like learn learn the tactics of all the good they guys? Were, they, yeah. were evolving, and they were that's evolving. they were evolving. So they're like, if you give them the best, the pow- If you show them the most powerful weapon in the beginning, wouldn't they just get better? Exactly. Get good. Brian, right? that's
1: why they wait.
2: I mean, that, that, I, was, I was trying, like, I was like, how does this work? Because I was going to bring it's, that as a complaint. But then I was like, yeah. wait, the kaiju are smart in yeah. this one.
1: Well, well they're sure. they're not, they humans didn't know that right away. Kaiju aren't smart. Right. They're, they're recon vehicles. Uh, they're, yeah. they're creatures that are designed to take in information and send it back. And I think that they play into that hive mind idea, like, really, really cool. I don't know. I I dig it.
3: No, I, I don't disagree with you, but I have to I, I have to ask to try to be as. You know. I
1: understand. I know what you're doing, bro. Uh, uh, okay, so no, here's. I'm not working y- with turtles. I don't get. I don't get to I don't get to, Ooh, get is, don't get to cater to your favor. That, what do that, you is, a, that is a tough is, lead, right but there. But I do have giant more giant robots like Power Rangers. <laughs> okay. I don't. I noticed. Mac- <laughs> uh, oh. So here's my
3: here's my other question though, is to what Ryan just said a second ago. What about the argument that this is more of a big robot movie than it is a kaiju movie?
1: I think they they go hand in hand. You can't have you you can have a kaiju film without giant robots, but you can't have a modern film about kaiju. I don't think without giant robots because you need that evolution. You need that celebration of humanity for it to work. It, I think that's what felt off about the new Godzilla movie. Okay, is it just it doesn't? It's it sort of feels stunted because you need. What they represent culturally, I think you need to incorporate at this point in modern, unless you find a really special way of accessing the the kaiju aspect of it like you need the giant robots I don't, I don't know, know I don't or know. else there's you're just playing into old timey themes about like militarism but there's something new to be said of, you know there's something better to be said about that she looks uh, over her
4: shoulder at me and says
3: <laughs> playing in old uh, so here's the other thing um, and this is actually my personal <laughs> biggest complaint with the movie and I want to see how you defend it the robots are all very impressive and memorable monsters
1: eh. yep. that's fair like I think
3: they're cool don't get me wrong but i can't describe really any of them to you other than eventually one of them sprouts out wings and it's pretty badass but
1: i i was actually like rewatching it and this is like every time I rewatch it, I notice more and more detail, which I kind of love. It's a world that's unfolding. But the fact that they all do have like different features and one mm. of them looks very much almost like a, a lamprey eel when it comes out with sure. like its weird face. And one of them, it, it reminds me a little bit of Rampage. Okay, Like they all do kind of have those qualities. It's just because we're following like hashtag team robot. We don't necessarily (laughs) get to appreciate that unless you're looking for it. Like if you're watching it as a kaiju film, then like, yeah, the kaiju are really special and there's a lot of thought put into the design.
4: Uh, So I'm going to throw one out. I totally don't remember. This is probably the oldest, the longest uh, movie that uh, since I've seen it at the table. But can you name any of the kaiju?
1: Uh, there's one named Hammerhead and there's one named it had a weird Japanese name but it sounded like umami. And I like it. <laughs> and that's my big
4: argument. Like this isn't, you know, there's no memorable
3: kaiju. No, but the robots are super memorable. So it's like I right. it's it's tough for me to really try to are knock this one down. Are you
0: team human or team monster? Like god. I'm team Charlie <laughs> Hunnam. Yes. The only yes. thing I can think of to knock this down. I'll let you my... I'll let
3: you say your pace really quick. Uh
0: because she I did forfeit her last 30 seconds. The last part of the film, when they're about to blow them all up, I was just like, wow, a lot of these scenes feel reminiscent of Independence Day pretty hardcore. Mm-hmm yeah but like Roland Emmerich sucks so
1: why not let a good director take a crack at those scenes boom oh, All right. damn <laughs> that was <Wow>. the best <laughs> argument yet <laughs> <laughs>
2: we lost his listen yeah that was set up oh my and God, then knocked
1: Roland my Emmerich was listening to this podcast <laughs> I'd be like so Roland excited. Emmerich actually does have like a weird Twitter relationship with one of my friends yeah huh. cause my buddy really likes him and would like tweet like I just watched 10,000 BC and Roland Emmerich sent him a signed copy of the film <laughs> what that's amazing did it also have a
3: note saying so you're the one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> right? This is
1: now
4: the second I
0: copy episode. It.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: man, I saw that movie Dude, in theaters. Roland That's a Emmerich rough watch. Dude, just wants to blow up the
0: world, guys. Just let a man dream. He just he wants, wants to, to p- watch the world burn. <laughs> he
3: just wants to can't blow up rain. the White House. Let's not over, say the whole world. Over,
1: over, again. And
3: apparently the entirety of Paris, but that movie sucked. Um,
1: All of his mo- those really movies suck. Like, let's be
3: honest. Uh, I've heard that his one about Shakespeare was pretty decent. No,
1: it's fucking horrible. Good to it's, know. It's just, <laughs> I'll continue not watching
0: no, it. What like, oh, oh, movie is that?
3: Anonymous.
1: God, it's so bad because it's all just like based on false information. It's, oh, <laughs> God. So I if I
3: watch it. it, I need to watch it with Sam. What Shakespeare <laughs> it's wasn't so Shakespeare? It's like
1: all like it's like incesty in the worst way, not in the cool Game of Thrones way, but like in the <laughs> shitty like oh there's a cool incest. But like like no when it's like mother to son that's fucking weird. Yeah. Like it's all weird, but like there's levels of weird. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> oh, that's boy. like in the portal weird to yeah. reference your movie. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we have one left on the table, and what? she claims we saved the best mm. for last. I'll let her yeah. defend that. <laughs> Godzilla, 1985. Chewie, you have five minutes. <laughs> stretching, hold on. Doing Go some like, stretches. Don't start the Stretch, Stretching, stretching, <laughs> yeah. stretching. Go!
0: Woo! Okay, so going back to young Chewie, 1985, and how so many movies scared me and shit, but man, this movie awoken part of my soul. <laughs> uh... This is the first Godzilla movie I can think that uh, that I can remember. Like, I don't know why I saw this. Considering my parents are not cinephiles, but I, this has never left my psyche. Godzilla 1985 is actually the reimagining of Godzilla, direct sequel to the 1959, 1956. I forgot exactly what year. Just that say I'm the original. That's the fine. original. <laughs> um, Zilla. It uh, brings us into a second or the. Sh- into the highways. Ah.
3: Sorry, that just works so well. OG Zilla because it's original gangster and Godzilla. So it's supposed to
0: be a direct sequel (laughs) to the original Godzilla where they just kind of forget about all the other ones that came out during the 60s and 70s. So the reason I love this movie so much is that it is a very emotional Godzilla film. It brings... it When we're talking about kaiju films reflecting society and fears and everything... This one is the Cold War. This is Japan stuck between America and Russia. And it's all about how the Americans and the Russians, like, just fucking nuke him. Nuke Godzilla. We need to get rid of this threat right now. And Japan just sits there calmly, goes, no. No, we're not going to do that. Um, And it's about how Japan is trying to be very... Forward thinking and like technology and stuff, and they have this thing called Super X that's going to destroy Godzilla, and it's their greatest uh, event inventions or invention that they have at the time. Even Super X, you could come up with a better name, but it's great, uh, and it has its own theme song, and then it fights Godzilla, and then it pretty much just put sleeping pills in his mouth, which I think is fantastic, where it's not even really trying to kill Godzilla, but it's just like, just go to sleep, buddy. Just go to sleep. They roofie <laughs> him? They roofie yeah. Godzilla. Dead rape right, Godzilla. <laughs> 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 uh, a bunch of frat bro. And then Godzilla just starts drooling a whole bunch and then falls over, and they think they beat him, but they didn't. Because uh, nature brings him back because nature loves Godzilla, because it's a it. that's the representation of nature trying to stop us from our warmongering. Um, and this totally brings into the Godzilla being a dinosaur essentially, where he gets distracted by birds, which brings in more science that apparently Ryan didn't like very much. I <laughs> thought you were gonna quib in there, Ryan. I and-
4: try not to interrupt you. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's not the science; it's the military. I, I don't like too much. But oh, the too much
0: military. But it's a Kaiju movie. Get back to the birds. <laughs> Sorry, uh, he gets distracted <laughs> by the birds. So then they do try supersonic bird technology to distract him to bring him into the pit of a dormant volcano that they try to destroy him with. And then you have a very somber, sad ending to the movie where everyone sees Godzilla kind of getting consumed by lava, and everyone's sad because they're they're killing the representation of the Earth essentially. Um, to save their own means or whatnot. Uh, and I think that's a great message of this film of like, we're trying to fight nature all the time, but then once we kill nature, we feel really bad about it. Uh, which So this movie has a ton of messages in it. And just to go in the technicalness of it, beyond the messages, I love the reveal of Godzilla, because I don't know, everyone complains that Godzilla doesn't come into these movies soon enough, but in this movie, we only see a couple ships getting attacked at the beginning underwater, and we find out that Godzilla's just trying to gain up strength, and then we don't even see Godzilla first. We get Godzilla's perspective. We see just fog, and then we see the fog roll out, and then we're suddenly at a nuclear power plant, and then you realize this is Godzilla walking up to a nuclear power plant, and he's going to go into there, and he absorbs. He essentially pulls out a nuclear reactor and hugs it, He's just like this is my this is my life right here, and he just hugs it, which is a good representation again of the Cold War peeping people being obsessed with nuclear power at the time, and I know it's really sweet because he's just hugging it. Um, Godzilla himself in this movie is terrifying. The design—he's big, stark, mean. His teeth are long and sharp, and he's always screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Like, there's a lot of Godzilla roars in this movie. (laughs) Uh, You're out of time. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh,
3: Okay, so five minutes on the rest of this. Why is your movie better specifically um, than the rest of the table? Like, why is your. I you guess you were in, really weren't in the room much for Gamir uh, no, at wasn't. the end of it. Why is yours better than Pacific Rim? Like, why should people watch <laughs> yours instead of Pacific Rim?
0: Instead of Pacific Rim? Yeah,
3: in current day standings, whereas Pacific Rim is talking about, like, oh, current day stuff, and this one's more dated, why would you still reach for Godzilla over Pacific Rim? Well,
0: expec- especially with current uh, climates. This is a very serious film Mm -hmm. about America and Russia and how a lot of people are kind of getting stuck in between again and how everyone's just fear mongering and they don't know how to deal with it. This movie touches on all of that. Uh, And it is a very serious movie. Like how a lot of times people will go to these things to like have fun, just kick back, colors, fighting things, (laughs) beautiful, which Pacific Rim touches on and I love Pacific Rim. But Godzilla brings you back, Godzilla 1985, Brings you back down, and it's like, all right, no, these things are terrifying. We don't really know how to stop them, and we're just going to throw things at them until something works, and we're going to hope for the best. And that this movie really captures on that. And then, you know, they kind of win at the end, but you know, it's Godzilla, so he doesn't actually die. They just put him in a warm bath for a while.
3: <laughs> it's an annoyingly warm bath.
0: Ah, <laughs> too hot.
3: <laughs> uh, uh, why is it better than Cloverfield?
0: Because it's got. You actually see the. <laughs> <laughs> the monster a lot And you Solid. still get people running away from him the whole time You get to see their perspective Like when Godzilla first comes up You just see a guy that falls on the ground And looks starts at his feet and looks up And then you see the entirety of Godzilla And he's like, whoa, Godzilla Because <laughs> yes, I watched it in the American dubbed version Which, oh, I didn't even bring in all this silly It's weird, I,
2: I watched that after Cloverfield And the scene where Hud looks up And the monster at the very end before he gets it Oh, poor Hud <laughs> but like that same scene, they they pan up in roughly the same way. It feels like it was felt like a very direct that's, homage that's the to this. Very Abrams did an movie. homage? No way. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no way. Yeah. No and way. that's the very end of Cloverfield, and like th- you're that, that's like twenty five minutes into Godzilla. This this Godzilla. <laughs> I feel like this Godzilla was very
1: human. Birds are also the bane of my existence, and I don't like getting roofied either. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh. You still have two pet birds,
2: don't you?
0: They are the bait. I, <laughs> I didn't mention <laughs> <of> my existence. <laughs> the American version of this film is brought to you by Dr. Pepper. Oh, man. <laughs> See, that's
2: that's where I was like, because I was drinking a Dr. Pepper when I watched <laughs> this, and I was like, yes! Aren't you,
0: <laughs> aren't you
3: always drinking a Dr. Pepper? Yes. Yeah, so I've been to your the house. You have more Dr. Pepper than food in your fridge. It is the only <laughs> soda. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think of other good questions for this thing. You you uh, you did a really good job <laughs> covering most of
4: it. How Wonders do you, I have a good one? Oh, or that. I, I was going to say, how do you reconcile the fact that uh, at the table yours got a solid sixty percent less than uh, the rest of them on Rotten Tomatoes?
0: Uh, because Rotten Tomatoes sucks. <laughs> yeah, Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes, Tomatoes is a den place. of people who just want lots of pew 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 action, pew Marvel. Wah. Oh, that's, that's why rund- our movies did great. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: the
3: human element is the uh or is no, the name of the, oh. it.
0: Messages, Dude, the like, human out, element in this movie <laughs> the human element in mine is multi-generational Oops. the one of the main scientists in it is a man who lost both of his parents to godzilla in the original attack but then he finds himself falling in love with godzilla and understanding that godzilla is a representation of the planet Against humanity, and how he's just like, he's looking for something. He's not trying to hurt us, he's trying to find something. Which you never really figure out what he's trying to find. (laughs) That sounds like weak
1: sauce motivation hmm. for the monster, which my movie did not lack. (laughs) 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 Aliens! (laughs) Did your movie
0: have an adorable bulldog? No, but it had an yeah. adorable Ooh. little yeah. Asian girl, which was the only female in the whole movie. Mine did too. <laughs> One step forward, two steps back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the dog got uh, eaten in my movie. Um, <laughs> that is all the oh, steps back. And mine also has fun humor with a homeless dude. Who's, trying to d- who's just kind of, for a little while, actually really enjoying that Godzilla's running muck in Tokyo because that means he gets to go into a nice restaurant and he make is, himself a great meal.
2: He's the only one that talks back to Godzilla and lives.
0: <laughs> what do you think you're doing here? Get out of here. It's like, get out of here. And Godzilla's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> Godzilla understands that he too
1: has been dicked by humanity.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was a nod if I was paying yeah. attention. Like, Godzilla's like, I get you. Yeah. All I get right. you. Wink, <laughs> wink.
3: Uh, oh, man, if Godzilla winked, this would have just won right yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I like how they have two characters specifically pulled from the original film. In the one Raymond Burr from The American, which was definitely shoehorned in here for the Americans version. Oh, I felt very shoehorned. I was like, uh, what's this
4: wait, guy doing they, here? They, it's a different version for America? Oh, yeah. yeah. In,
0: uh, all the American stuff wasn't in the Japanese film. That was uh, reshot right, later of for a We're re-release. Of time.
2: Yeah. All right. I, it, that in itself is like almost relevant <laughs> uh, appropriation
4: yeah
3: so you guys all had rather solid arguments so this is gonna be uh this is gonna be difficult uh, do, you, do you want a final summation yeah give me give me one sentence each on why yours is the i've kind of asked you all already but i just kind of reiterate if you will why i should watch your because i'm gonna watch all these this week which i'm planning on doing
4: anyways why should i watch yours first because mine is the only movie at the table with a kaiju protagonist and hero, and he happens to be a giant flying fire-breathing turtle with sharp pointy teeth. Fuck, that's a good argument. Okay, uh, my
0: movie has deep cultural references that still resonate to today.
3: Okay, deep cultural references still resonate to today. Sam,
1: mine is the most technically, the most technically proficient, the most culturally relevant, relevant, and it has Idris Elba canceling the motherfucking apocalypse.
3: <laughs> Damn.
2: <laughs> Good arguments.
1: Yeah, John, why should
2: I watch yours first? Because it's a love letter to the genre mm-hmm. and because it has a cultural relevance to our fear of our fear from nine eleven.
4: Our fear of found footage
2: movies. Oh, wait. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that too, I guess. Found footage uh, movies
0: are the way of the future, guys. Wait, wait, what what? Why are you not watching them?
2: So what Sorry, I got from John.
3: all of them was basically <laughs> that they all have some cultural relevance to today. Um except mine except a, yours a yours turtle. just says fried breathing turtle <laughs> <laughs> um, so whereas okay so I'm Charizardle Yeah, am uh, so good I didn't even think of that I, I'm gonna start at the bottom here um, um, there are no losers except for this one uh, I'm kidding but uh, the one that I, I think that I'd probably out of all the arguments today no offense John but you lost me immediately when you said the the best thing about it is it makes me want to watch other ones. When then I just heard three other ones that sound awesome. Okay. So whereas I don't think that yours is a bad movie, and you did a very good job selling it, and I really liked your your final sentence. I think that would probably be number four out of the day. Uh, and then the rest of it is really fucking difficult. Um, I think third place I'd have to go, fuck, I don't want to do this, but I have to go to Gomera. Um, and the only reason is because it, it's – between the other two that have very cultural, big things in them that are like that I really gravitate towards, but at the same time, I almost gave yours first place because of Power Rangers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. They're
4: three really good movies. Yeah, and I, I really
3: look forward to watching them. Yeah. So I, I think when it comes down between 1985 Godzilla and Pacific Rim... Uh, it's i i want to say tie but that is against every fiber of mm-hmm. my being so we're not doing that um i'd have to say i gotta go pacific rim wins um and, and it's it's by like a hair because most of your arguments are very very similar they're yeah. both very culture relevant. they're both very important to today and it's very much science versus nature and we should not fuck over nature and that's all in both of your movies and i think that's really important the only reason why pacific rim edges out godzilla just a little bit is because of how important it is especially in today's political climate that we work together as opposed to against each other and pacific rim has that whereas godzilla we're all against each other oh
0: yeah it's (laughs) true and the russians almost fuck it up yeah
3: so (laughs) that might be a little too real for me today (laughs) whereas i'd like the idea of pacific rim of everybody getting together so a a damn near tie it'd be like a one percent difference (laughs) between the two of why pacific Rim would edge it out um,
1: does this make me three for three on battle episode? yeah it might be what? that
3: really upsets me <laughs> <sighs> so the next time you're on the judge really has to go hard against Sam she always cheats
4: by picking good movies <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's better yes
2: than no, when...
1: Mr. Aim no 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 I would like to note that one time I won on Sister Act 2 Back in the Habit oh, that that's, yeah, that's still annoys the crap out yeah. of me Brian <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hates that movie I
3: hate that movie so much that was a good but one. it's but it's fine it was a good argument so <laughs> yeah. at least there's that uh, okay so that brings today's episode to a close uh, uh i think you guys all did great i really like the new format of the battle um me too i, I hope you guys do too because it's i i think the episodes have gotten better now that it's just us not all arguing against each other but all for one person rawr, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah um so next week i believe i don't remember which one's coming out first uh it's We're doing a double episode on one Saturday, so I don't remember the release schedule of this, but there's Beauty and the Beast, and then Power Rangers the movie, the original, which I am so excited for both of these. Very 90s nostalgia weekend. Wait, Uh, is
4: this the uh, animated Beauty and the Beast?
3: Yes. Yes. Uh, which, which appara- is the, it's the same thing as the new one apparently out. it's the exact same movie
4: which, which makes is, me it really
0: look that way, sad yeah. 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 honestly like i was really kind of excited about seeing the new beat and the beast but if it's a frame by frame i'm like I, I don't, don't
3: think, think it's like frame by frame i think it's a beat uh, by come beat come on here's the thing if you're song
4: gonna by do song. It beat by beat do it frame by frame I
0: yeah I, <laughs> cool. I thought they had a couple of new songs in it
1: <laughs> they probably do for Not academy award consideration so but that'd be about it
2: well there's, i mean there's uh, probably songs extra songs that they cut out and they either,
3: they're the cut them out and replace them I know there's a little bit of differences and that's really just academy bait Yeah. Uh, pending schedule conflicts like I said this usually jinx it uh, we have uh, Deneen Melody coming on for Beauty and the Beast and we have uh, uh, but that's just my opinion podcast Matt Lantrip coming on for the Power Rangers movie and I'm very excited for both of those and then in uh, three weeks we have another battle episode, uh, and then we're going to take a little bit of time off of battles, because this is a lot of battles. Um, but that one is for Ghost in the Shell, and we're doing an anime battle, and I'll explain the rules to that later. But it's going to be a lot of fun, and I have a feeling it's all going to be kind of old anime things, because I think we all kind of fell out of anime, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, quick round of plugs. You can find us online, hhpod.com. You can find John's new article there that he just wrote uh, about the movie that defines him as a person. I'm not going to spoil it here, but you should definitely check it out. It's a fun article. It's one of many. Um, and then mine comes out, it'll probably be out before this episode comes out on ranking all the Friday thirteenth movies. Uh, I've written it, I just need Shrew to proofread it, and then we will uh, then we'll release that one. And then we have some more coming down the pipeline. We have a few guest writers who are starting to write things now and we're looking for more. And Twitter, ATH underscore podcast, everywhere else, ATH podcast, rate and review us on iTunes. Anything else? Did I miss anything? Please
0: Thank share you. us with your family and yes. friends.
3: Yes. Yeah. Share with our family and friends. My share aggressively. Mind. And yes.
0: please One of our favorite things so far is when we do talk to people that are listeners, they, like, I don't know how many times it's been now, but, like, every time it's been rage screaming. (laughs) And I actually love hearing that. Yeah. I just got it from a friend at a rap party. She's, again, our BVS episode, but she listened to it and she said she paced around her (laughs) apartment. Nice. disagreeing with us and I love those stories Perfect. so please if you I have any tell us I was us. like bleeding
1: through my eyeballs for the chick, <laughs> for the chick- <laughs> episode just sitting in traffic like raging <laughs> I love
0: it
3: that's good that means we have a good show on our hands <laughs> awesome. so as um, always oh my god I'm gonna finish this podcast as always we know there's a million movie podcasts out there so we thank you for listening to this one
4: goodbye Bye. OG Godzilla <laughs>